1: tired of you, God is not tired, it's not when you're tired it's when God is, and God is sovereign he knows who will reject him, he knows who will not receive him, sadly there will be those who will not receive and so what God is doing, he's confirming them in their decision, we're free will moral agents, free will to accept Christ and that free will by the way is not annulled, is not taken away we still have a free will, I trust in the Lord, I trust in him but I don't trust myself He would never leave me forsake no forsaken But I could leave the Lord
0: God is so gracious But even He has His limits We often think that God Is endlessly compassionate But the truth is There's only so many times That you can deny Him Before He denies you in return Pastor Eddie reminds us In today's message That our free will Is without end You always have the option Of turning away from God But if you do that You can't be surprised When Christ says to you At the end Depart from me I never knew you. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, as he continues his message The Great Apostasy.
1: What I don't understand is Christians today do not understand and they forget. Because you have the Bible in all shapes, colors, and sizes. You have it electronically in your device or your computer. We're not studying the Bible. Okay? Now, what Paul is speaking of here is what's spoken of in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. I don't have time to go through all this, but I'm going to tell you in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, the Antichrist who comes in the picture, he's going to create a seven-year peace treaty, a pseudo-peace. He's going to have a seven-year covenant with the Jews in Israel and allow them to finally build their long-awaited temple. Muslims have their Mecca in Saudi Arabia. We, the non-Catholics, we, we don't believe in a building, but the Catholics have their Church in Rome, what about the Jews? Where's the church? Destroyed in 70 AD. And how are you going to build that temple right next to the shrine? It's not a mosque, it's a shrine. How, who's going to make that possible? The Antichrist. The Antichrist is the one that's going to allow them to build their third temple and that final temple that they've been waiting for. It's spoken of in Revelation. It says the, the, the angel is told to measure... The outer, believe the outer court that was given to the Gentile. He's speaking about the shrine of Muslims. And those of you who went with us to Israel, Israel's is ready. Israel's is ready to build their temple. Israel has all the furnishings ready. They have the limestones. They have the blueprint. If you've been with us in our Revelation study, I showed you a third dimensional video of how they're planning to build the third temple. They're training high priests now. They have the garment. They have the ephod. They have everything ready. There is... You you can Google this and search it for yourself. It's called the templemountinstitute.org. They're ready to build at any given moment. They have everything ready. There's nothing else to be ready for. They have everything ready to build it. But look what Paul says. In the middle of that seven year, the Antichrist is going to build that temple. In the middle of seven, he's going to break that promise right in the middle, three and a half years. And look at verse four. It says, And he sits as god in the temple of god he's going to go into the holy of holies and he's going to demand now to be worshipped. and and the jews that worship in their new temple are going to say oy vey, we missed the messiah no one can go into the holy of holies they would drop dead but they're going to see the antichrist and they say we miss the messiah now, Daniel did not only speak of this, Paul here denounced, but Jesus also called it the abomination of desolation. In Matthew 24, verses 15 and 16, he says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, he says, whoever reads, let him understand, and let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. In other words, run for your life. Run for your life. And it's actually repeating. If you know history of Israel, they have what is called the Mas- Masada, where in Rome is after uh, when Jews revolt and they went against Rome and they went up to this place called Messiah, which is called Fortress. means fortress. And if you go to Israel, you go there. They're going to the same place. The city of Petra is another place that I believe where they're going. It's the city of Petra. It's ready. And they're going to flee. They have everything ready to build this temple. Interestingly, when Jesus came, they did not receive them as the Messiah. Though there are a lot of Jews that accepted Jesus, Yeshua, as the Mashiach. Don't think that all Jews are not accepting Yeshua as the Mashiach. Messianic Jews, they believe in this. They believe that Jesus is the Messiah because Jesus fulfilled all 300 Messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. But it's interesting that Jesus said to the Pharisees, John chapter 5, verse 43, he says this, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me, if another... Here it is. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. Interestingly, if you ask, you have a conversation with an Orthodox Jew, you ask them, who's going to build a temple for you? They're going to clearly say the Messiah. But he's not the Messiah. He's the anti-Christ. The word Christ is Messiah, Mashiach. He's the anti-Mashiach, anti-Christ. Because Jesus already came, he died. Verse 5. Verse 5 says, do you not remember that when I was with you, I still told you of these things? I told you. He said, guys, I told you about this. I said that you're going to suffer persecution. It's going to be bad, but it's not going to be as the great tribulation. You did not miss the rapture. You did not miss the great tribulation. And he says in verse 6, and now you know what is restraining. We went through this, that he, the Antichrist, may be revealed in his own time for the mystery of the lawlessness is already at work. Only he, the Holy Spirit, who now restrains, will do so until he is taken away. Right now, he's being restrained. Why? Unto the fulfillment of the Gentiles. Why? Unto Christ says is ready. When the Lord says, go get your bride. Go get the church. Time is now. Verse 8. And then... When he is taken out away, verse 7, and then the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, Christ is not coming. He's going to start swinging arms and do some karate kicks. No, all he's going to do with the breath of his mouth and the brightness of his coming. Jesus said when he comes going to be as light Matthew 24 verse 27 for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west so also would the coming of the son of man be not only would there be light that will be seen the world will see the coming of Jesus Christ and know this church you and I are going to be with him we're coming to battle he's coming with his saints he's coming with his bride I love what John Corson said the bride with combat boots. We're coming with Jesus. We're going to be riding a white horse, as Revelation tells us. And if you never rode a horse, you're going to learn that day. We're coming with Jesus. We're going to see all this. We're going to see Satan be demolished. Uh, I mean, the, the Antichrist. Look what it says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 20. It says, Then the beast, remember that's the Antichrist, was captured. And with him the false prophet, the second beast, who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive in the lake of fire burning with brimstone. No one is in hell right now, the lake of fire. That's later. Those who have died, who hated Christ, atheists who didn't believe it or rejected Christ, they're not in the lake of fire. They're going to be judged one day, and one day very soon. It's not purgatory. That's a Catholic doctrine. But they will be judged. Those who died in their faith, absent in the body in the presence of the Lord. Their bodies, their remains, their ashes, whether it's in a casket or is in an urn, is going to be with a glorified body. We're going to be with him when he comes. So the only two that would be in the lake of fire first Is the first two of the satanic trinity. Satan, the beast, the antichrist, the second beast, the false prophet. Look, think of the power. He is the word that became flesh. In the beginning, he said, I like the Hebrew. In English, it says, let there be light. As if God is asking someone to turn on the light. In the Hebrew, it sounds better. He says, light be. Light spoke, it exists. The same word that spoke everything to existence. And you find the creation, if you do your study, you find Genesis when God created everything from plants, the sky, the moon, the stars, everything, in the same order will be destroyed in Revelation, in that order, and all by his word. He created with his word, it'll be destroyed with his word. We're not going to fight. He's going to do all the battle. He's going to destroy himself. Now, the Antichrist, the false prophet, two of the satanic trinity, are thrown in a lake of fire. What about Satan? Well, let's read that. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 and 3. Then I saw an angel. I like this, and I want you to understand, an angel. This is not Michael the archangel. This is just angel. I call him Bob because he's just an angel. But I love what about Bob the angel is this. He said he comes down from heaven having a key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Look what he does with the other hand, verse 2. And he lay hold of the dragon, that serpent. These are all his names. The dragon... That old serpent, number two, who is the devil, number three, and saying, just to make sure, we're talking about the right person, and bound him for a thousand years. And he's cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and put a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand years were finished. In other words, sin and evil is going to take a vacation for a thousand years. Who's ruling and reigning during this time? Jesus and you and I, the church. The saints of God. But after these things, he said, he must be released for a little while. Now you say, oh, man, we got to deal with this guy again? I want to assure you, listen, that's not, he's going to be released. And he's going to gather up an army to go against God and his saints. You see, those that live for a 1,000 years, they don't know what it is to be tempted. Remember, vacation is going to be taken, it's going to be a a vacation for 1,000 years. So for a 1,000 years, people are going to be born during that time. We're ruling and reigning with Christ. We already went through it. You have been through it right now. You have been tempted. You have been struggling physically, spiritually, emotionally, and what has helped us, Jesus Christ, you see. We already been there. We already have Satan who is right now the prince of the air. We have the enemy trying to deceive us, trying to tempt us trying to destroy us, to seek whom he can devour. We've been through it. We've made it through because of Jesus Christ, because of the cross. So when he's going to be loose for, after the thousand years, it's not for you. You've already been there. You've already been given the crown. You're given a throne. Read Revelation chapter 2 and 3. At the end of every letter of the seven churches, there's a reward, a crown, a garment. You'll be on the throne. And you'll be ruling and reigning with God forever and ever. That's what Paul said, right? And we shall be with the Lord. Once we ascend, that's it. You're with him forever. That's it. The seven years of great tribulation that's taking place here on earth, there's a seven year of of a honeymoon, Christ and the church. At the end of that honeymoon, the end of the great tribulation, we come with Christ. He comes with his bride forever. We're his bride forever. There are divorces that's happened over and over again. We are filled with so much divorce and not between the church and Jesus Christ. And we're going to rule with him. When we come back with him as his bride, we're going to rule for a thousand years. After the thousand years, Satan's going to gather up an army. And after Bob put him in the, uh, Bob the angel put him in the pit, he's going to be loose for a thousand years. He's going to try to, he's going to save those because they don't know what it's like to be tempted. You see, they were born during that thousand years. They don't know what it's like to be tempted to go through what you and I are going through. But here it is, Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. He said, the devil who deceived them, the army, was cast into the lake of fire brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's it. They're done. They're done. No more. We're going to witness all this. We're going to see. We're going to be a part of this, as a matter of fact. Verse 9. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is according to the working of Satan, with all power and sign and line wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they, speaking of those who are left behind, those who rejected Jesus Christ, they're the ones left behind. Will people be saved? Yes, they call the tribulation saints. You think it's hard to follow and be a Christian now? Wait till the church When he who restrains the Holy Spirit is caught up with the church. And not only that, add on top of it, the Antichrist, who's going to want you to worship him. Because, it says at the end of verse 10, because they did not receive the love of the truth. Not the truth, definite article, the truth, Jesus Christ, that they might be saved. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, not a truth, the truth and life, no man comes to the Father except through me. Verses 11 and 12, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusions, speaking about those who are left behind, that they should believe the lie, that's the antichrist, that they all may be condemned who do not believe the truth, Jesus Christ, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So God is going to send a delusion, a strong delusion. Now, you say, well, that's not fair, God. I mean, don't you want us to worship you and serve? No, it's a strong delusion because many of them have given many, many opportunities, and only God knows. Sometimes we give people a time limit, and we could be sharing the gospel to a family member, a loved one, and we say, man, I'm tired of you. God is not tired. It's not when you're tired. It's when God is. And God is sovereign. He knows who will reject him. He knows who would not receive him. Sadly, there'll be those who are not received. And so what God is doing, he's confirming them in their decision. We're free will, moral agents. Free will to accept Christ. And that free will, by the way, is not annulled, is not taken away. We still have a free will. I trust in the Lord. I trust in him. But I don't trust myself. He would never leave me forsake no forsaken, but I could leave the Lord. But you see, God's confirming. For example, if you study in the book of Exodus, remember it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but he hardened his heart after multiple times the Lord says let my people go. The Lord proved that he was God. He didn't change. You think with the 10 plagues that happened to all of Egypt and Pharaoh, you think you say wow, <laughs> he is God, you know? There's a fear. No, he did not have fear. Why? God could have given him the 11th plague, a 12th plague. God could have given him another 10 years of his life. But he already knew. God hardened his heart only because he confirmed it. He said he would never, never bow down to God. In the same way, sad to say, but there are people who refuse to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and person and Savior as the only way. Because there's only one way. It's not being saying, oh, well, what about other religions? Listen, I've studied all those religions. I study them all. Apologetics. I have so many books on apologetics. I've been through so many church circles. Jesus is the only way. And God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was before any of these religions ever existed. And all these religions, their gods are dead. They don't talk back. They don't speak to us. They can't save. They didn't didn't die for me. They're religions where you have to die for their God. My religion, my God died for me. This is the only way. But there are those that will reject Jesus no matter what. And God still does that today. As a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it says, And even as they did not retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. You know you want? That's it. And only God knows how often and how long a person has. Only God knows. We don't know, and we shouldn't be in that place. That's a dangerous place to be in when you could condemn people and think that, oh, yeah, you see that person? I think God is done with him. You'd be surprised. If you studied the life of Paul the Apostle, he was a terrorist for the Christian church. He persecuted, killed the church, put him in prison. And if you ask anybody during Paul's day, you go there to Macedonia, you go there in Jerusalem, oh, this guy named Paul the Apostle got saved, Saul was talking, no way, you kidding me? He killed the church, he persecuted, yes. It's not our place, and don't be in that place. That's a scary place to be. That's the place of God to know when he thinks it's enough. They would answer to God themselves. So God, you know, the same way, you know, as he did with Pharaoh, and during the Great Tribulation, people will reject, they will still reject Christ. They will refuse Christ, and you'll see in Revelation, they will curse God in Revelation. Those that are left behind, they're called earth dwellers, by the way, and that's the name that you see throughout Revelation. And so God is confirming their position. He's confirming the desires of the hell. Look what it says at the end of verse 12. Who did not believe the truth, the Christ, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. We live in a world where right is wrong, wrong is right. They have pleasure in unrighteousness. And so during the great tribulation, if they reject the lie, this is why it's going to be hard for those who are left behind, tribulation saints, they will be, as Revelation tells us, beheaded beheaded look at revelation chapter 20 verse 4 and he said and i saw thrones plural and they that sat on them and judgment was committed to them who's that the church then i saw those souls who have been beheaded for their witness to jesus and for the word of god who had not worshiped the beast the antichrist or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads and on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So you see, it's not going to be easy. It's hard now. Jesus said you will suffer tribulation. But you'll be putting, you, you think you're having a problem with vaccination now? <laughs> Wait to the great tribulation. You, you take the mark of the beast. Oh, you're not one of us. Think about it. Now, God desired that all be safe, but God so loved the world. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, so we could have put this in perspective. The Lord is not slacking concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us. Here it is, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's his heart. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 it says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God and Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, God would never force anybody to worship him. He's given us a free will to accept him as Lord and Savior. Reread it now. I hope this study is not just oh it's just a study. Oh, we take the word of God seriously. These things will come to pass because it is written. It is written. Let every man be a liar, but let God Almighty be true. And the word is true because God is true. And he has given us the word. He has given us warning. God will never judge anyone. He will never judge a nation. He will never judge anybody unless warnings has been given. He's a graceful God. He is a loving God. He cares. And he cares for you. He cares for everyone that's not saved. And I hope we have that heart desire as well to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. People are going to perish. People are going to die. They're not going to heaven because they're good. Good people don't go to heaven. Good people don't go to heaven. Only those that have been born again, only those that accepted Jesus Christ have repented of their sins and accept Jesus Christ as the sacrificial lamb who paid for our sins with his blood. Then only those who accept him as Lord and King You need a king in order to enter a kingdom. And Jesus Christ is the King of kings, Lord of lords. And in Revelation, you're going to find out that he is King of kings, Lord of lords. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Running the Race with Pastor Eddie. We've been looking at the things mentioned in the book of 2 Thessalonians. It would seem like the world around you was always talking about the end times probably because so much of it is uncertain or unknown as far as the timing. But this book does touch on the end times, but more so the end goal, that Jesus will come back for His people who have chosen Him as their Savior. So focus on the most important part of the message, which is that Jesus is coming back someday. It's a hope that you can hold on to when the rest of the world is getting caught up in all the noise. We're so glad you joined us today for Running the Race. Are you in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area? If so, Jessica has an invitation for you. We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're
1: there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com.
0: Thanks, Jessica. On our website, you can also learn how you can support us in this ministry. We appreciate any and all contributions. Find out more at runningtheraceradio.com by clicking the Back to homepage button. We're so glad you tuned in today. And we look forward to you joining us for our next edition of Running the Race.